one of the things that I love to do on this podcast is chat to women who are just as massively into getting women into fitness and helping them to gain all of the amazing things that come with that as I am. I honestly believe that this stuff is huge and that moving our bodies in ways that make us feel strong, capable, and just really bloody good not only help us to feel amazing and grow our confidence, but also translates into all other areas of our lives as well. You know, we need to take up space. We need to change the conversation. We need to find ways to move away from that same old narrative of weight loss, weight loss, weight loss, and begin to see how we can find real joy in movement and fitness and looking after ourselves in all sorts of different ways. In fact, I think it is absolutely imperative that we all do this because in doing so, we can create more inclusiveness, more power within other women and our daughters too. And we can all play a part in making sure that we can use fitness and movement, not just to shrink, but to empower us, to make us stronger and to ensure that our energies are directed towards all of the amazing things that we can do in this world. So I can't wait to dive into all of this with this week's amazing guest. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast, bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life, improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at Alex Chickfit. Hello and welcome back. Thank you as always for being here with me. And I hope you're ready to get inspired because I have got a fabulous guest here today who I can't wait to talk to. I came across Christine a little while ago on Instagram. We've been following and encouraging each other since. I appeared on her podcast a little while ago and we had such a great chat that I knew I needed to do the same and introduce her to all of you. Christine is a body neutral strength and fitness coach. She's based in Brighton. She's the founder of Hello Fitness Brighton and she teaches Pilates and kettlebells. And she is all about helping women to move more freely, listen to their bodies and take up a bit more space in the world. So as you can imagine, I'm totally, totally into this and I love all that she's got to say. So welcome to the podcast, Christine. Thank you. That was a lovely introduction. Thank you, Alex. Great to have you. So, like I say, now I've been I've been following you. Well, we've been following each other for a while, and kind of you know we keep on top of what what each other is doing and stuff like that. So I know lots about you, but of course everybody out there is not necessarily going to know about you. So do you just want to start off just doing a, an introduction to who you are, like your background, and how you came into this this sort of body neutral space? Sure. Um, it's a question that I get asked a lot, and it's it's an interesting one because initially I got into fitness really so I could exercise all the time yeah. if I'm honest with myself because uh, when I got into fitness I wasn't in the best relationship with movement or with food and I think it's just evolved since then and I think you know for all of the bashing of social media that that we do I've met some amazing people through Instagram and through mm-hmm. other channels that have really influenced me in a good way in terms of fitness and food and movement and all of that. But definitely about six years ago, I would say, was the turning point for me when I just realized that if I just thought about movement in a different way, 
things could be so different. So if I started fueling my workouts rather than using my workouts to burn off my food, things could be different. And I I saw so much pain in all of my clients and people that I was working with that I just felt so strongly that something needed to change and that I couldn't be a role model to them if I still didn't have a good relationship with my um, health and fitness. So yeah, that spurred me on and I've been really sort of preaching on my soapbox ever since, very annoyingly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think we we come from a very different place. It's, it's kind of why I think I kind of identified with you when I, I sort of first came across you because I'm like being through a similar journey to you, like you say, a few years ago. Sort of, and I'm not sure there was even like a, a particular point in my life where I suddenly went, hang on a minute, this has to change. But it's just, yeah. it's, it's evolved over the years. And it's almost like, I don't know about you, but the more that I speak to women, work with women and talk about this, the more I realise that it we've got to change, we've got to change the conversation because every conversation I have, you know, pretty much every woman that I meet will say, I want to lose weight. I want to tone up. It, you know, it's, yeah. I know that they, they recognize that there are other amazing benefits to exercise, but so much of the conversation is still about how I look and I'm not small enough and I need to be smaller. Yeah. And I think, you know, I was on the beach yesterday and it was a kid's party and one of the mums was like, we were like, oh, well, should we go in the sea and have a swim? Because it's so hot at the minute. And she was like, oh, you wouldn't want to see this in a swimsuit. Oh no, I couldn't do it. You know, and it's that apologizing for ourselves taking up space in our own bodies you know it's that you know it's just once you see it you can't unsee it you know and it's just changing that conversation is going to take a while but definitely we need to start don't we yeah and I think you know before we before we actually came on air we were having a quick chat weren't we about it and you know one of the things we were talking about was this this idea that that you know for many of us we're trying to be a body size that actually our body doesn't want to be like, you know, I was saying about how, when I, in, in my, I call them the dieting years in my dieting years, you know, (laughs) I was, I was smaller than I am now. Um, you know, probably a good size smaller, if not a bit more. And the, my overriding memory of that time was being obsessed with food, being hungry all the time, thinking always about food because I had to work so damn hard to keep myself at that size and now that I've let go, it's not that I sit there every day and go, oh, I love my, my, I love my body. I love my body now. Like there are, I still have days where I'm like, oh, it'd be nice if it was a bit smaller. But I also just recognized that actually my body didn't want to be that small, but it used to fight yeah. against me all the time. And I think that's, I think that's the thing. We're kind of in a bit of a battle with ourselves, aren't we? Yeah. And I think it's normalizing those feelings as well. So it's, this is kind of a lifelong thing. You're not just suddenly going to wake up and love your body exactly as it is. And it's okay to have those feelings, but also to address them, sort of challenge them rather than just accept them. Um, And I think now, you know, similar to you, I'm in a straight size body. So I've not had the lived experience of being in a larger body, but I have been many sizes smaller than I am now. And I think recently people have referred to me as, oh, you're very strong or you're a powerhouse. And in the past, that would have really affected me. And I would have thought I need to be smaller. I don't want to be strong. I want to be small. Whereas now I take it as a massive compliment. And that's what's shown me how far I've come. Because I I really love being strong and feeling strong in my body rather than identifying with always being the small, the healthy one, the one that didn't eat cake, the one that didn't, you know, now, you know, again, a birthday party yesterday, 
so many of the women turned down the birthday cake and I was like no I I want a piece that looks amazing and I had to have a piece and it was this makes me sad that really sad denying ourselves a little bit of pleasure just because we worried about how we look and it was that you know there were some strawberries on the side so the women were having a little bit of the strawberry and it was that I could identify with that because that's what I've done for so many years you didn't feel like you were entitled to have that cake yeah you know you could have a strawberry on the side but that's it you know Or if you have the cake, like you were demo going to make up for it afterwards, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, exactly. or, say, or actually, no, I used to do it the other way around. I used to like, like save myself for the cake. If I, like if I knew I was going to a party or something, I was like, right, how can I cut back on the calories today so that tonight or tomorrow, whatever, I can have that cake and enjoy it. <laughs> so it's just yeah. mental, isn't it? And it's not, it, I'm not trivializing those feelings because mm. I, I had them myself yeah. for many, 100%. many years, more than I'd ever want to admit. And it's, you know, it takes a long time to to change that perspective, but it is possible. Mm. Yeah. And, and I like, think that's... And like, like I said before, it's it's like an evolution. It's not, you, yeah. you know, I, I can't help anybody to, to you know, in the space of a, a week, a few weeks, even a few months to change that perspective and to, to kind of go, oh, actually, yeah, I'm fine with just eating what I need to eat and what my body is telling me it needs and listening to myself. It can take a really, you know, it's taken me a long time. It's been a long journey to to get into that place. But yeah, like you say, it can be done. It just takes a bit of time. But it also takes you to be willing to do that as well for yourself. I think we we chatted about it earlier off air. It's that idea that actually, if you think about having energy for the movement you want to do, Mm. rather than using movement to burn off your food. So as I now eat, if I know I've got, you know, four classes to teach in a row, even if it's early, I'm going to eat food that's going to give me energy to do those classes because I want to feel good. Mm. I know I'm going to be so hungry and I have no energy if I don't eat. So it's that, you know, I, I try and fuel for to give me energy for the stuff that I want to do as opposed to doing the all the cardio, all the running just to burn off the food that I've eaten. Mm. So it's quite it's a different way of thinking about it and that's really helped me yeah definitely yeah I love that as well and not not just for the activity you're doing but just for life in general like for living yeah. life and, and having some energy and you know because yeah. I think often when we're dieting you get the, the sugar crash in the afternoon and then you're like you know you're hungry and you're grumpy and you low on energy and you know all those kind of things whereas actually when you just sometimes when you start to listen to what your body actually needs that stops happening like I don't have afternoon sugar crashes anymore because I just I eat what I need to be when I need to but yeah it, it takes a while it, to work out what that is for you how that looks I mean one thing that I'm sort of almost finished my training to be an intuitive eating counselor at the minute mm. one thing that I would say is that people often beat themselves up if they don't have an inverted commas willpower yeah. but especially in the evening when they feel like eating all the biscuits or all and that's often because there's been some restriction mm-hmm during the day and you know we're trying to eat as little as we can but then your body is so hungry that it is just biologically it is going to grab at whatever you've got and you know it's going to need those calories so we are programmed the body is trying to survive so it's trying to protect you and do what it can for you so actually your body is doing exactly what it should be doing mm. but we beat ourselves up and say oh you know we don't have any willpower we shouldn't have eaten that we shouldn't so it's more about sort of fueling yourself through the day so that you don't get that real primal hunger that you would just eat anything at all. Yeah, I think um, 
yeah, it's that that binge uh, mentality, isn't it? That you you sort of restrict, 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 and, and the binge is coming. It is coming. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Whatever, you, however you try and persuade yourself otherwise, it is going to happen. Um, and yeah. I think as well, the, the problem with willpower is that it, you know our studies have shown that our willpower gets used up in the day. Our willpower is not an infinite thing; it is finite. Yeah. And so, if you have have turned down the cake and not eaten that thing and you've let yourself go hungry and you didn't you just had a salad for lunch and you didn't have an you know you've made all these decisions throughout the day that have challenged that by the time it gets to the evening you're tired it's disappeared yeah. absolutely disappeared and you cannot depend on it at all 100 and I think people are so women are so quick to beat themselves up you know mm-hmm. and I think it's that just learning to be gentle with yourself yeah. around food especially if you have been in the, the diet culture for so long it's mm. it's not our fault you know it's it's surrounding us it's everywhere and it's so hard to not succumb to it yeah definitely and I think you know I int- it was interesting for me I um we went on holiday at Easter and we did an all-inclusive holiday and obviously we hadn't been away for what three years before that so three years ago I was I was coming out of kind of that diet mentality but I wasn't quite I wasn't quite there and I sort of I remember like comparing the two holidays and I remember going on this holiday thinking do you know what I'd actually really like it if I just was hungry at some point during the holiday because what used to happen was I'd restrict for you know for weeks and weeks and weeks before the holiday knowing that I was going to go on holiday I was going to binge and it was almost, it's almost like a panic, isn't it? It's almost like, oh my God, I'm, like, I'm going to eat all the food, eat all the food, eat all the yes. food, because yeah. when I go back, I'm going to have to go back to restricting again. So I might as well enjoy it while I'm here. And I just remember that that holiday, like three years ago or whatever, I was just never hungry for a meal because I'd eat so much each meal and like pack it all in because uh, I, I could only do it for a week or whatever. And then obviously you get back and you feel heavier and you're, you feel yuck. Whereas this time I went away and I just... I ate so much. I mean, I still had the puddings and stuff, but I ate so much better. I was actually hungry for my meals. There was no massive binge. There was no panic. There was none of that. And it it right. It was really a great illustration of like how far I've come in myself that I've gone that from that to actually yes, I could, I ate more than normal, but it wasn't like it wasn't a binge like it would have been before. So yeah, it's it's really interesting to see that. And it's almost like you've given yourself that permission. So you know that you can have that whenever you want. So it's not that desperation to kind of go eat it all right now. Yeah, completely, completely. So um, I just, I want to move on. We've we've talked quite a lot about the food side of things, but I want (laughs) to talk about the fitness, obviously, because that's what we're here for. So I think I kind of want to move on to that. And I sort of wanted to ask you a little bit about how we can use exercise. How can we use exercise to help us on this journey to being more accepting of ourselves? Um, So that's a really interesting one. Good question, I find for me, slowing down has been very good. Yeah. Um, so I used to do always the long runs. So I did the marathons. I did the anything cardio, hit classes, yeah. give them to me. That's what I do because I associated the calorie burn with fitness. And that's, I think, tuning in. I never did that. So then I trained just before COVID, I trained to be a Pilates teacher. And I had no choice but to tune in because that's what it's all about. It's connecting to your core and to connect to your core, you've got to connect to your breath and you've got to really tune into your body. And the more you do that, the more that you're connected inwards, I find that really helped to sort of Mm. be able to listen to my body more and just value it and accept it. You know what I mean? Um, 
rather than just always punishing it and doing that, it was actually taking that time to slow down and and really take care of it and and find that flow. I really I find that a bit that quite transformative actually. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think um, you know I think because of diet culture and so many other things actually because of our you know culture of busy and all that kind of thing you know I do think a lot of us have lost our connection with our bodies and how they feel and how you know how it feels to feel good in our bodies as well actually because we spend so much time not feeling good in our bodies and you know I find one of the things is you know like you say I, I'm I'm quite big on lifting weights and things like that yes. Yes. and I, I mean I you know I'm not kind of lifting the massive weights all the time and stuff like that but I lift weights and the thing I find about out I find about that is that it's you've got to think about what you're doing. You've got to think about your technique. Yes. You've got to think about how you're moving, and it's very different from just doing cardio cardio exercise. I think often you can just go for a run or whatever, and you can be very mindless about it, and you're yeah. pounding the streets, not necessarily thinking about what you're doing or how your body's feeling while you're doing that. Other than I'm knackered, maybe yeah, <laughs> um, which is what I used to think. But the thing that I love about slowing it down and doing things like weights is that you you have to you have to listen you have to be thinking right yeah. where am I uh, you know is my technique good how am I moving what what you know what weight am I lifting how is this feeling for me and it, it does make a real difference because I think once we tune into our bodies we can start listening to them because if we're not tuned in we can't listen and you know what I still teach some hit classes and boot camps because you know I've had clients for 12 years and they still want the boot camps and the hit yeah. classes I am trying to create the revolution. I'm trying to get them all into strength training and a bit of Pilates. And it's like drawing blood. I mean, it's really, they just want to do the cardio. And I'm like, no, but you know, but they're getting achy, they're getting tired, they're getting fed up. And it's just that idea that, you know, strength training is a bit slower, but it's more focused and it makes you feel great. Once you get into it, lifting Mm. a heavy weight above your head, I cannot tell you. It's, you know, before, until you actually do it and experience it, it's, I don't know if I converted a few clients and they're absolute converts now, yeah. you know, they get such pleasure out of it and they feel strong and they carry all their shopping and they know they feel better in their bodies. They just feel stronger. If you think about it, if you load a squat, so I'm sure you've talked about this a lot. Mm. You're doing a lot less repetitive action on those knees. Mm. If you load the squat, then if you're just doing squats up and down yeah. in a hit class or a boot camp class, think of all the repetitive action if you're doing a hundred squats versus five squats with some heavier weight that you're getting that benefit from so it's there's so many benefits to it there's so many but it actually also gives me those endorphins and I do think grit after a strength training session in every bit the same as I did after a long run for example and you still get cardio as well I think that's I think people are like yes. it's an either or situation it really isn't if you lift weights and if you've got the right program to do it you're going to get out of breath you're going to do some cardio at the same time um, and get that intensity in there and you know yeah same as you I'm like I'm on, I'm on a mission to get more women lifting weights and actually with my um members club that's one of my big focuses is like getting people even if there is some cardio in a program there's always weights as well right there's always a mixture yeah. of the two or it's just pure weights and actually a lot of clients I've had for a lot of years, they've, you know, come onto the members club and they've started doing more weights and they're like, oh my gosh, actually my body has changed in ways it never did with years of cardio. And I feel wow. so much better and I love it. And it feels amazing. And when, when you finally make that move, make that switch and convert over, doesn't mean you have to do it. It has to all be about the weights. Like you can still mix the two things, but um, yeah, I find that women who do do that are like, yeah, this feels really well, 
um, I've just, I've got this idea in my head. I want to create an evergreen project so that I don't have to work as hard and I can just, you know, have that passive income. I've just, you know, that's the dream. But I've just created a course with our little tiny mini course, Kettlebells Made Easy, because mm. I've made it really cheap just so that it's one of those things you don't think about because there's so many women now that are getting slightly interested in weights yeah. because the benefits, especially once you hit your 40s and beyond, when we start losing muscle mass and bone density and, and start sort of feeling achy in your joints and the benefits are huge mm-hmm. for women. And I think more people are hearing about it. Well, that's certainly the feeling that I'm getting, but I think people don't know where to start and they might feel yes. slightly intimidated by going to the gym and, you know, they see the big barbells and that's not for them. And I think it's, it doesn't, the message that we're given, it doesn't have to be for you. You can do strength at home with weights you know you do not have to go to the gym where you you know if and especially if you're a busy woman you can do a half an hour a couple of times a week that's enough you know yeah totally yeah absolutely you know one of the programs that I've got in the membership is is you know for those who have not lifted weights before you just use a couple of three kilogram dumbbells that's all you need to start with because I'm not at that point I'm not I don't care how much you're lifting that's not the important Thing. the important thing is getting the technique right and learning and building your confidence with it as well actually because like you say a lot of women don't do it because they just don't know where to start and it's like oh god I don't want to be in that weights room and you know I remember yeah. 20 years ago I was always the one woman in the weights room so I, like yeah. I can see like I got used to it I, I made myself do it but you know I can see that most women were not going in there because they didn't know what to do and they felt yeah. uh, they wanted to do the cardio because that was where the calorie burn was at and uh, it felt intimidating in there so it's it's you know I'm all about finding ways to help women do that that doesn't feel yeah. intimidating and doesn't feel like you know a world that they can't step into. Um, and and you know that won't be happy until everyone's doing it. Basically, <laughs> well, that's, I think that's why I love kettlebells so much because there's a lot of things like kettlebell swings are pure cardio with some strength. You know, you can really get a great workout where I'm sweating like crazy, but you've done a strength workout, which is yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Hmm. Yeah, amazing. And I, and like you say, I, you know, just connecting with your body as well. I think that this this is so important, not just for you know, just for your fitness and and everything, but just for your entire view of yourself and your confidence and all those kind of things as well. So I just want to move on a little bit now and just talk about this. You know, I suppose go back to this this thinner is better narrative that that we've all got in our heads, and just ask you kind of what. Is there anything you have personally found that has has particularly helped you to move away from that? Like any particular practices or things that you have done for yourself that have helped you to move into this like thinner is not necessarily better narrative. And what has changed for you since you've actually done that? And um, so this it's an interesting one. I have two daughters, um, and I think as they've got slightly older, so I've got a fourteen year old and a twelve year old. I've realized that I have to get my shit together. Excuse my language. You can leave it again <laughs> for them. So I can, I do not want them being at war with their bodies all their life. I do not want them going on diets, hating themselves, berating themselves if they have some cake. I want them to enjoy their life and to have energy to do what they want to do. So to be able to model that for them. I need to do it for me. So that's been a great impetus for me. That's been, you know, for me, that's really pushed me to kind of work on myself, which I'm forever grateful for. But things like, you know, if you don't have kids, I'm sure you have children in your life, whether they're kind of nieces, nephews, or, 
you know, it's it's thinking of it from their eyes or from yourself as a child. Think about how you would have treated yourself. You wouldn't, you know, when I look back at pictures of myself as a kid, I've been quite sad for what I've put myself through. Yeah. Um, all those years that I could have actually really enjoyed myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I was just in my head about what I looked like all the time. Yeah. And I think that's that's been the game changer for me, really. Yeah. And I and I think that um we, you know, I, my daughter's 13. And, you know, she's at the prime age where she's getting all the messages from out there. And, yeah, I totally yeah. agree, like, for her sake, but actually just for the whole of the next generation, basically. Yes. Like, we have got we've got an amazing opportunity here to start showing up in a different way for that next generation and showing up in a way that, uh, you know, will help them to have a better relationship with themselves. And I think then have more confidence to go out into the world as well. I think one of the things that you talk about is, helping women to take up space yep. in the world like what what does that really mean to you for a woman to take up more space in the world well I just I think that's why I almost wanted to just be smaller so I didn't almost I didn't have to take up that space and I just wanted to kind of hide away and it's that slightly being unapologetic and being yourself not having to conform to what society says is the perfect body in inverted commas and actually no that's not me and I'm allowed to be myself exactly as I am. And it's that getting a bit angry at diet culture yeah. and what we've all you know, been forced to believe is the right way. And actually taking up space in who we are and how we look and how we present in the world is quite empowering. And again, it's, you know, as you say, our parents, for the best will in the world, passed the diet culture on to us because it started with them. You know, we're, yeah. we're children of the first part of diet culture and you know, it just would be nice if we could stop it here and not keep passing it generation to generation. So I think that's, you know, it's a massive, as you say, that's a great way to put it. It's a massive opportunity that we have. And to do it for each other as well. You know, I just think that, you know, I, I suppose I sometimes feel like I um, I surround myself with these more, much more positive Im- images and messages yes. and things, right? So for me, I sit there thinking, hey, yeah, things are changing. It's, you know, looking, yeah. <laughs> it's great and everything. And then sometimes you see something outside of that space and you're just like, oh, crap, right? <laughs> Still a lot of work you know, to I, do, yeah, is, you know? I, I do. So I refuse to let the kids watch Love Island. And I know lots of people love Love Island, but there is, I try, and it's all good, a little bubble gum for the brain. I totally understand it, but it's trying to get them to see diversity of bodies. I think that's so important as well. And for me, my feed's the same. I absolutely diversify my feed and I only follow people that make me feel good, but I follow a range of different athletes and and fitness professionals from all different backgrounds and all different body sizes, which, and the more you look at them doing all of these different activities, the more it imprints in your brain that there's not just one size and that there's not one correct size and that we're all entirely different. Yeah. And it's, and doing that, you know, for me personally has helped me to have more confidence in myself. Cause I, you know, again, I don't know about you, but as a fitness professional, there's sometimes even more pressure to look a certain way, to present in a certain way, you know, and to be thin and to, yeah. you know, or be, have like a round bottom or, you know, whatever yeah. it is, is like the current fashion and, you know, to always eat clean and, you know, all of this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I'm very clear that I am never going to be, you know, a clean eater. Like, yes, I eat really well, but I also drink wine and I eat cake and I eat chocolate and yeah. I, I, I enjoy yeah. all of those things in my life as well. 
and I think, yeah, I've had times in my career where I've sort of looked at myself and thought, God, but I don't, you know, what are people going to say? What are people going to think? People are going to think that I'm no good as a trainer because I'm not, you know, I'm not a size eight and, you know, this, that, and the other. And it can be, it can be really, really hard to have confidence in yourself, but actually following those people on Instagram, it's, it's one of the biggest tips that I give to people as well is follow people on Instagram who are in that either body, it doesn't have to be body positive. I think we're all like, you know, it's a leap to kind of suddenly be, go from not liking yourself to loving yourself, but body neutral, body accepting, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. All people in that space can make a huge difference because the world suddenly starts to look different. My world looks very different to what it did a couple of years ago because I'm following the right people who are helping me to see that it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to not be a size eight. It's you, know, fine. you know, it is a little bit of a horrider sell, isn't it? And in, in the sense of, but that's, I'm very busy. So I have lots of clients, which is brilliant. And I'm very grateful for that. But I, you know, I, initially and these are clients that I've had from for many many years so they've evolved with me mm-hmm. almost but it's a harder sell to say come and and you know get fit with me you might not lose any weight you might put on weight that's not an easy sell yeah. an easy sell is a four-week transformation program come this person looked like this now they look like that that could be you that's much easier yeah. than saying you might feel better you might not lose weight you might it, it's that do you know what I mean it's but mm-hmm. you might be more comfortable with yourself and that's yes. a harder sell, but it is so worth that that journey. I don't like the word journey, but yeah, <laughs> and it takes mean. a lot longer, you know, because it's a lifelong thing. We want people to be moving their bodies for the rest of their lives. We don't want them to just move their bodies for four weeks to lose weight for a holiday. We want them for the long term, you know. And I always think, you know what, our people are out there. They are, you know, sometimes it's tempting to just go for that four week weight loss plan, you know, cause that's such an easy sell, such an easy sell, but you know, it, then I'd be selling myself out completely. Yeah. And, you know, like you say, I'm not, you know, you could work with me and very well lose weight. Like if you are changing your lifestyle, if you're exercising more, if you're eating better, you know, of course that might be an upshot of it, but I'm also not going to promise it. And I'm not going to center everything that I do and, and every bit of my messaging around that, because I just think that, you know, the more that we can speak to, like say, feeling stronger, feeling better, feeling more confident, yes. feeling more, you know, feeling in your body rather than in your head all the time and all of the amazing things that come with it, knowing that I am a woman who has put on weight over the last three or four years, having come out of that dieting phase, but who actually feels much better about herself now than she did a few years ago. Not to say I don't still have my days, but I feel a lot better about myself now than I ever did in my, you know, in my dieting years, it was never small enough, never small enough. And, you know, Things that I rejoice in now are things like the idea of building muscle to me is mm. is something that is very exciting. And yeah. rather than than shrinking my body, and, and you know, with muscle gain, sometimes there's a bit of weight gain because muscles weigh that much more, and that's a positive thing. And that's something that you know that it, it is okay for our bodies to be strong mm. and to take up space rather than just always trying to be as thin as they possibly can be. Because what advantage is there in that? apart from conforming you'll find something else you know you'll you'll lose the weight and you'll find something else to not be happy about with your body oh, you're never <laughs> you know we're we're all examples of that you know I was never happy I you know the thinnest weight I've been I was the most miserable of my life you know and I think that's true of so many of us if we're truthful with ourselves yeah but then the the, the set my my pitch on on the whole you know gaining muscle thing is 
when you you know when you say you want to be toned, what you really mean is build muscle because there's no such build thing muscle. a muscle. <laughs> there's only building a muscle. So if you want to be yeah. toned, then you've got to build muscle, right? Yeah, people want these long, lean muscles, which do not exist. Muscle yeah. muscles attached to bones. They're not long. You can't lengthen them. They're you build muscle, and it takes a hell of a long time to build muscle. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Right, well, do you know what? We could sit here and talk all day, Christine. We really did, uh, but we're gonna say we're gonna say goodbye. But before we go, can you just let everybody know where they can find out a bit more about you yes so i'm i hang out on instagram quite a lot hello fitness christine or my website's hellofitnessbrighton.com so please come over to instagram or facebook same handle have a chat but that's where i tend to hang out when i'm not awesome. teaching <laughs> cool well i will put the links to that in the show notes anyway but thank you so much for joining us it's been a pleasure thank you for having me i appreciate it Alex. so if you want to find out more go follow christine on her social media channels i definitely recommend it i do and i love her posts very very much and i know that you're definitely going to feel inspired by that conversation and hopefully it's given you some things to think about in terms of how you see your body and how you see fitness and movement as well you know ultimately we all want to be able to move with a bit of joy and feeling confident and strong with it as well and luckily i'm on a mission christine is on a mission as you've just heard and there are many other amazing trainers out there who are on a mission too to help you do just that so it's been a true pleasure to have you as always i'd love to hear any thoughts you've got on today's episode and any others so the most amazing gift you could give me right now would be a rating and a review for the podcast the more you do of that the more people are going to see it and the more i can continue to spread this amazing message and help more women i'm going to be back next week until then have an amazing week Thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. Don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at Alex Chickfit for plenty more inspiration.